Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 31st, 2012. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Balancing religion and state in Tunisia. A buoyant Romney talks of victory on the eve of voting in Florida, and GOP governors soften their tone after Rocky 11. In this morning's national headlines, a way back to the world for disfigured soldier, and the Senate tackles insider trading. In this morning's business headlines, the FTC finds a collector of debt $2.5 million. Treasury is investigating Freddie Mac investment, and the first Starbucks is to open in tea-loving India this fall. There will be more business stories, as well as more national and international news, the latest from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Tunis by Anthony Shadid, entitled Balancing Religion and State in Tunisia. The insults were furious, infidel, and apostate, the religious protesters shouted at the two men who had come to the courthouse to show their support for a television director on trial on charges of blasphemy. Fists, then a headbutt followed. When the scuffle ended, Tunisia, which much of the Arab world sees as a model for revolution, had witnessed a crucial scene in what some have cast as a gathering contest for its soul. We're surrendering our right to think and speak differently, said Hamadi Radisi, one of the two men from the attack last week. The challenges before Tunisia's year-old revolution are immense, righting an ailing economy, drafting a new constitution, and recovering from decades of dictatorship that cauterized civic life. But in the first months of a coalition government led by the Inahata Party, the most emotional of struggles has surged to the forefront. A fight over the identity of an Arab and Muslim society that its authoritarian leaders had long cast as adamantly secular. The popular revolts that began to sweep across the Middle East one year ago have forced societies like Tunisia's, removed from the grip of authoritarian leaders and celebrating an imagined unity, to confront their own complexity. The aftermath has brought elections in Egypt and Tunisia, as well as more decisive Islamist influence in Morocco, Libya, and perhaps Syria. The upheaval has given competing Islamist movements a chance to exert influence and define themselves locally and on the world stage. It has also given rise to fears where people in places like Tunis worry about what a revolution they embraced might unleash. An opposition newspaper has warned darkly of puritanical Islamists declaring their own fiefdom in some backwater town. Protest convulsed a university in Tunis over its refusal to let female students take examinations while wearing veils that concealed their faces. Then there is the trial that Radisi attended on January 23rd of a television director who faces as many as five years in prison for broadcasting a French animated movie which contains a brief scene depicting God that many here have deemed blasphemous. The trial was postponed again, this time until April. But its symbolism, precedents, and implications infused a secular rally Saturday that drew thousands to downtown Tunis in one of the biggest demonstrations here in recent months. Make a common front against fanaticism, one banner declared.